Hello and welcome. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy, and Daniel Hogan is in the studio. Today, our guest is Yessa Garcia, and she is the CEO and founder of Santeria. Just a moment, Yessa will be with us, and we'll find out all about Santeria and what it is that she does there. Also, Remember that you can email us at heartstockradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments, and especially if you'd like to be a guest and you're using business as a force for good on the planet. So we'll be right back in just a moment with Yessa, and she'll be sharing her story. This is Heartstock. This is Heartstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. I'm so happy that you are joining us today and welcome. Today, our guest is Yessa Garcia, and she is the founder of Santeria. Hi, Yessa. How are you? Hi, Carol. I'm very excited. I'm very happy to be here. How are you? Oh, I'm a little chilly. We've had uh, our nice blast of winter weather in the spring, which is kind of typical here in Montana. What are things like there in New Jersey? Well, here the things uh, about weather is changing every single day. Actually, the weather changes by the minute here. Uh, this past Saturday, we had uh, snow quail. And then it was sunny and warm again, and then cold, and today it was warmer, but it has been raining all day long, and it has been cloudy. Mm-hmm. So you never know about tomorrow, the weather for tomorrow here in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it sounds dramatic. Alrighty, so what is Santeria and as the CEO, can you give us just a little bit of an introduction here? Sure. Santeria is authentic and sustainable art embodied on clothing and accessories. And it is handcrafted by indigenous women artisans in Mexico. It is a slow fashion, sustainable, ethical, and fair trade brand. So that is what I envisioned uh, for Santeria since the beginning. Of course, it... Uh, had evolved through through the time and with my personal experiences. Hmm. And I'm just curious, uh, you mentioned indigenous artisans. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? And why did you decide that you were going to work with an indigenous women? And what's the significance of this? I, I would imagine there's a, a great story, and we'll, we'll get into that in more depth also. Yeah, well, I, I was a full-time mom for a long time. I decided to stay at home with my kids and enjoy them. And my husband uh, always supported me in this. So at there was a point that I realized that they 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 were independent and they were ready to be doing their own stuff and I can go back to my career. So a couple of years ago, me and my husband took a, a cruise ship to the Mediterranean and one of our stops uh, was Turkey. And I learned there about the process 
of making rocks, the famous Turkish rocks and that. And I love the, the, the process. And it is an art that is being uh, lost because the new generations don't want to learn the traditional arts and crafts because the, the payments are very low and it is a very complex and time-consuming labor. So I thought at the moment in the arts and crafts in Mexico that they are about to, to get lost as well. And I, I had that in mind when I decided to start my own business. I, I always wanted to be a business owner and I know that it requires a lot of your time. So I waited to the right moment for me to, to give the, this time into my business. So I, I am a believer of scouting. I think that as a business owner, you must do all the things, all the jobs, and put on all the hats and know everything about your business. So I decided to pack my bags and go to Mexico and do my scouting. I was in a lot of communities across Mexico until I found my partner, Artisans, which are very sustainable and responsible and wisdom people. Mm. So I love that they practice sustainability. They practice ancestral techniques that have been inherited for many generations. And most importantly, I am very mystic woman. So I love to ask about our, uh, our purpose in this material life. And I am constantly in search of answers. And I found in them this type of curiosity as well. They have these embroideries, which tells you about their ancestral wisdom. Uh, for instance, they, they can embroider these paintings about uh, protection, empowering, and they have a lot of meaning. So I would imagine that a bit of your history is intertwined here. Uh, where did you grow up and uh, what brought you to the United States? Yeah, I, I, let's start there. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. So my, I, I was born and raised in Mexico. I was raised in a suburban area of Mexico City. I was an only child. So my parents gave me all their attention for good and for bad. <laughs> so I was lucky in that uh, aspect in my life to have my parents uh, with me all the time. And I went to college in Mexico at Tecnológico de Monterrey, which is a very expensive pri private college. My parents always supported me through my entire um, college career. So I am very grateful with them. And um, after that, I, I met my husband in, in the college. It, it, it's a very lovely story because I was in a class that I shared with, with him and he was uh, doing a presentation. And instead of 
paying attention of the presentation. I am seeing him and thinking, mm, this guy would be good uh, to marry. <laughs> <laughs> you had it all planned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And several uh, years later, well, we, we were married. So this is my my story there in, in the college. Um, but uh, when I was in my last years of college, I was working for 3M. And at that time, this experience allowed me to realize that I didn't want to work for someone else's dream. I was very miserable going to work every day. I didn't find my purpose in life there. I didn't find passion or love to my work or for my work. So I decided to quit. And after a year after that, I got married and I was uh, expecting my, my first son. So I, I uh, dedicated my, my, the next 17 years of my life to my, to my kids. And what did you study um, and, and what was your role at 3M? In marketing. So I work um, in a marketing area for dentists. We sold uh, all the dent, uh, the I mean the the rounds, all the equipment for dentists and for uh, surgeons. So it was kind of boring for me. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I I almost thought that I I had chosen the the wrong career, but but finally I. I decided to get in track of my interests. Mm. So the, I would imagine that marketing background has helped you a lot with your own enterprise. Yes, it has. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, maybe, yeah, your childhood and your, your parents' input? I mean, did they always encourage you to be an entrepreneur? It sounds like... Um, and that was kind of in your blood from the beginning. Yes, yes. Since I was uh, very little, I used to play to sell my grandmother's speeches mm-hmm. <laughs> from there, from from her backyard trees. <laughs> and I was always in my mind doing a new business. So I think yes, that it was in my blood. Uh, nobody else in my family, in my direct family, has businesses. My grandfather tried to do something when he was retired from his career, but he couldn't do anything relevant. So for me, this is a great way to honor him because I know that he will be very, very proud and he will he will be very supportive to me. Tell us a little bit about that process. When you first decided that you were going to found Santeria, what was that like? And how did you finally decide what product you were going to sell? Was that something that you always knew from the get-go? Oh, when, when I decided to start a business, I was thinking about things that I really enjoyed love and feel related to and after my experience in Turkey I know for a fact that I wanted to share with the world 
my my Mexican heritage, the culture, the traditions. Another fact that I knew it, uh, was that I wanted a sustainable business. I wanted to help other people. And as soon as I I started to 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 do my research, I knew that fashion industry workers get very low wages. So I felt very compelled to help. And the way that I found that is was uh, through my my business, through Santeria. So I went to Mexico. I found the artisans. I knew the things that they were doing there. And I had some ideas in mind, my own designs. I'm not a designer, but I consider myself as a creative person. So I have my own designs, um, asked them, and they told me that they could do them. Very nice. We're going to take our midway point break. And when we come back, I'm hoping you can share with us a little bit more, Yesa, about your culture and heritage that seems to be infused into your company. This is Hardstock Radio. I'm your host, Carol Murphy. In just a moment, we'll be right back with Yessa. Welcome back. This is Heartstock Radio, and today we're speaking with Yessa Garcia. She's the CEO and founder of Santeria. Hi, Yessa. Hi, Carol. Thanks again so much for sharing your story with us. And what was it about your culture that you felt was really important to share with the world? Oh, in my in my Mexican culture. Every community, which is a, like an ethnic community, um, has their own traditions and they have their own iconography. Iconography means all the embroidery and the meanings. They have very um, symbolism embroidered there. And it was what I was looking for. They have this, for instance, in, in uh, Wichol. Uh, communities. They have the Eye of God, which means protection, and they have worn these um, patterns in their own clothing for centuries. So I was very curious about all of this because I am a very mystical person, as I already told you. And I think that my my Mexican heritage is very unique in terms of uh, creativity and richness. We have a lot of different communities and they work very differently. And I found some of that some of them work one hundred percent sustainably from farm to fabric. 
they uh, harvest their own cotton, which is organic. They don't have the certification yet because it's a very expensive process and they are in the process to do that. For uh, But they need to, to get those uh, earnings to be able to, to pay for their certification. But we are in the process to help them to achieve this. So another important aspect of my culture is uh, the colors. It's very colorful. It's very happy, funny, and rich in traditions. We are a very happy uh, culture. Um, so I, I wanted to share with the world that there are very talented people in Mexico which still work with ancestral techniques that they're sustainable as well. So the artisans, um, are they the farmers themselves as well? Or do they purchase the organic cotton from the farmers? No, they are they are farmers as well. Not the artisans, but in the town, they have farmers. They have specialists in dyeing. And they, they use uh, plants, local plants, for the dyeing process. They have... Um, uh, carpenters as well to make all the equipment that they need in order to uh, produce the garments or the things that they produce. Um, and they have um, designers as well. Mm -hmm. So with, with our help, the help of um, Santeria, for instance, they can uh, be in constant training they have been trained with professionals yeah, about farming, about sustainable practices, dyeing, confectioning, designing, and obviously uh, business management. Are these hand looms that the garments are, the textiles are fabricated with, or do they have um, some sort of mechanical loom? Oh, they, they hand spin the... The, the cotton, and they, they they produce the yarn from from the the spinning. They use spinning wheels that are built by the carpenters, by local carpenters. So everybody in the community has a job, a secure job, mm -hmm. and, and everybody is specialized in something. Mm. And then once the yarn is spun, then the the loom that they weave the textiles on, is that all done by hand as well? Yes. Then when they have the yarn, they dye the yarn using the local plants. And then they hand weave the yarn to make the fabrics. And once the fabrics are produced, then the confectioners... Uh, make the garments, mm -hmm. and the final step is the person. the The persons specialized in embroidery, which are another another women of the community. And how many communities are you working with? I'd I'd love to hear more about your adventures finding new partners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm working right now with five communities 
uh, Otomis, uh, Sotziles, Etzales, uh, Zapotec communities. And I'm working in Oaxaca, Chiapas, Hidalgo. And in Hidalgo, I work with two different communities with two different types of Otomis and with another community which uh, uses the maguey to to produce uh, lufas, natural lufas, to exfoliate uh, and keep your skin very healthy. So they are organic as well. Everything is produced by hand, uh, from from the farming to the to the end of the confectioning park. Mm-hmm. So when you did physically go and meet with potential partners, did you already have an idea in mind of who it was that you wanted to work with? Or you, were you just kind of wandering and shooting from the hip, so to speak, as we say in Montana? <laughs> <laughs> the first time I went, I went with, with some um, artisans already founded from here by phone. But at the end, I I I ended with with another ones. I I just walked across the towns. So I met a lot of people there. They changed my some of my original perspective of Santeria. They uh, taught me a lot of things, new things for me, and I could uh, see all the processes that are involved. And also, I was involved in their personal lives. And it was very fulfilling for me because they are very warm people, very welcoming. And every everybody in the street uh, say hi to you, no matter if they know you or, or don't. And it was obvious for me that I, I seemed like a foreign person. They still say hello and how are you? So it was very interesting experience to to be personally there and this is the only way that you can be sure that all the processes are really sustainable because you know that organic cotton is certified by third party organizations and not always is true that they are organic so if you go there and you see how they are doing things and you see that they really have uh, rainwater and they um, use um, intercropping, for instance, as a, as a form of growing uh, organic cotton, you can, you can testify that they are working sustainably. And, you know, this is kind of a whole nother show that we could go into. But, you know, a lot of the perceptions here in the United States, because we have this huge issue with immigration, and it's a it's a big political hot topic. Yes. So at any point, do you feel like the these indigenous folks are under threat, or you yourself under threat by you know, going back to Mexico and and having this international relationship and ongoing business, you know, what what is the culture like there for the folks who are in Mexico and enjoying this beautiful culture that you're telling us about? Yes, um, at least these, uh, my, my artisans are very happy 
working there, are very proud to know that their artwork is going to other countries like United States. They are very excited when I tell them that I'm going to do a new design or that I am opening my website and every step, step in my process that I share with them and they are very proud. So they are very happy there. They have everything they need. They are they have the skills, they have the knowledge for generations. So they are very proud and happy to share their work. And it is a very well earning source for them. If we pay them fairly which is what Santeria is doing. They can live very well there, very peacefully and happy. And I'm wondering also, you know, what lays ahead? What kind of plans do you have for the future? Oh, I have a lot. I would like to implement these cycling processes in other communities across Mexico. These processes now are implemented in Oaxaca with my community there. I have a term which is cycling energy flows. And I think that my community in Oaxaca goes very well and in concordance with, with this uh, term, with this uh, philosophy that Santeria applies. And I would like to share these processes in other communities so they can be completely self-sufficient. Then I would like to find partnerships with another brands that believe in the same that I believe, so we can together join efforts to provide artisans uh, with, with more jobs, so these traditions can be preserved for more generations, not only in Mexico, but in the world. And this is the only way that we can really transform the fashion industry in a very conscious and slow fashion one. And we've got maybe about a minute left. I'm just wondering, you know, how folks might be able to find and reach you, but also how how were you funded from the beginning? Are you self-funded? Yes, I self-funded. Um, my husband really believed in my in my idea, in my concept. Both of us believe in it. So we decided to use family savings into this. Not all of them. I always wanted a fixed amount, a small amount from the beginning. And I have maintained this goal so far. <laughs> so I'm happy with that because I think that as a business owner, you, you have to use the, the money in a very smart and efficient way. Indeed, indeed. And how is it that folks can find you? Oh, they can find me uh, in my website, www.santeriaapparel.com. I'm also in um, social media, Facebook and Instagram as uh, Santeria Apparel, and my email is santeriabrand at gmail.com. And, and your website, can you repeat that again for us? 
Sure, it's www.santeriaapparel.com. I'm so impressed and happy for you. I mean, I think this is really um, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful project and company. And thank you so much for sharing your story in the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was very, very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, we will be back next week with another great story. This is Heartstock. We'll see you then. Peace. As I went walking, I saw... Heartstock Radio is a production of KBMF 102.5 Butte America Radio. Hear our programs every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time via live stream at butteamericaradio.org. On the other side, it didn't say-